The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I had the chance of hearing this story multiple times, most recently from different Rosh Hayeshiva in Eretz Yisrael a number of years ago, many. A daughter of the Stipe Rebbe Sivarzam turned to her father and she made a comment, Chaim's back is hurting. The Stipe hearing that Chaim's back is hurting went down the block of Rehobo Rashbam. He went to his son, Reb Chaim. He saw, of course, that he was sitting and learning and he said to his Reb Chaim, the Stipe told his son, Chaim, go into bed. Your parent told you to do something. You're not going to ask the question. So Reb Chaim got up and went into bed. And as I heard the story today, from one of the Rosh Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, the cycler that proceeded to tell him when he was lying in bed, take off the shirt. And the cycler gave Reb Chaim a type of massage using the different, type, different types of oils. He then went back to his home and the daughter of his advisor asked her father the where he was and he said, you told me Chaim's back was hurting, so I went down the block and I told him to get into bed and to remain here until tomorrow. She told her father, I didn't mean my brother Reb Chaim. I met my new son-in-law, Reb Chaim Kluf. His back is hurting. It never even dawned on Reb Chaim that when his father came in and told him, go into bed, take off your shirt, he massage his back with an oil, to question and ask why. His father told him to do it. He did it. He said, I know my son. He's still going to be lying in the bed. He walked down the block again, he went in, or Chaim was on the bed as his father had told him, and the sniper said, okay, Chaim, now you can get out of bed. Now you can go back to where you were. And that's exactly the way that Misa happened. But that's what Chaim meant when he said, until this generation wanted in question, wanted in wonder, there should be hatred towards a parent. The sniper told Chaim what to do. He didn't say that, Tati, it wasn't my back. It's our brother-in-law, my brother-in-law of Chaim Kluf. He told him to get into bed, take off his shirt, he gave him a massage, now he came and told me to get out of bed. <laughs> Today was the 24th year of my father's Hatzad. Hagoyim Hatzadik, Rav Amorachai Ben Rav Yosef. I share this story with you, it's personal, but it's made all that much more personal because today, Chosai Marchej was his 24th yard sign. Oh, what it means to fulfill people of the day. I have a postcard in front of me. There used to be something called postcards. They're very antiquated now. On my father's first visit to the Kaiso, after 1967, when either were able to go for the first time, on that first visit, on his first night in Eretz Yisrael, when one could go to the Kaisal, my father wrote, Dearest Daddy and Mommy. The first night I was here, I simply could not control myself. And so at 1.30 a.m., I took a private taxi from the Negrat straight to the Kaisal, which in and of itself is extraordinary. 
I imagine those years to take a private taxi was an exorbitant sum. And at 1.30 in the morning, I didn't want to wait till the morning. I was there, Daddy and Mommy, from 2.30 a.m. until 4.30 a.m. And I davened for you both. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu hear all of the tefillahs. Daddy and Mommy, I am forever indebted to you for having brought me into this world so that 39 years later, at the Kaisel, I soared way, way up out of this world. I signed with fierce love, deep affection, and heartfelt emotions. That's how far we are from keeping it obeying. Years ago, when Rakshimshin Pinkus, Zechatzadi Mikolash Lavrov was coming out with his extraordinary epic and classic, Sharm Mitzvah. It was a safer that he spent more than 10 years working on the draft of the safer. When there was a point that was finally ready to be published, he had a number of Khalidi Chachomim go through it again and again. He devoted such an intense chaylik in quantity and quality of his life to his classic Shi'ar Mitzvah. After more than 10 years of working on the draft, it was finally published. And he told those that were setting up the delivery for the publication of many thousands of Sarim, he gave them an address in Yerushalayim, in Mapizdorf. They said, but you live in Ofakim, four hours south. Are you doing the distribution from there in Yerushalayim? He said, no, I'm distributing it from my home in the south in Ofakim. Then why are we bringing thousands of Sorim to Yerushalayim? Listen to what the great of Shemchurpinkas explained. He said, because that's where my parents live. I wanted to deliver to their home. Let them have the nachas of opening the first box and seeing the safer that in part they helped create. They deserve it. Bring it to them. That's keep it over Eddie. And yes, it meant that after it was brought to them, all of those thousands of swarms, the hundreds of boxes had to be reshipped to Ofakim four hours south so he would begin again. But keep it over Eddie says, they see the Savior first. The payers, the enjoyment, the nachas. That's the level we wonder if we're holding by comprehending. Our family cousin, the venerated Machadach in America, or Yankel Bender, he should live and be well, his father, Reb David Bender, when he was a little boy, or I should say a young boy in summer camp, they were playing baseball on a Friday, and at one point in the middle of the game, this teenager, young teenager, David Bender, stopped the game, he looked up for a moment, he ran to the bunkhouse, and he put on a proper jacket. And a few moments later, this chevra asked him, David, we're in the middle of a baseball game, why are you wearing a jacket? And he said, a few moments ago, I looked up and I saw my father, meaning Rabbi Brumbender, Rabbi's father, just arrived in camp. At the moment I saw my father, I ran to put on a proper jacket. He wasn't even talking about greeting his father, 
but he put on the proper jacket because of the awareness that his father has come to camp. I chose to say the stories because I want to remind myself that at least I should know such a mustic exists, whether or not I'm on that level. But know that it exists. Know it's what expected of us. Know that it's one of the Asaras Adimus, is why we gather tonight. If you leave here with at least one thing from these words, tell yourself, he's right. That concept, that Muslim exists. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org.